0: Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. (laughs) The makers of Johnson's Wax products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. What two things are you most anxious to have in your home? Aren't they beauty and cleanliness? Well, think for a moment how easily and inexpensively you can have both beauty and cleanliness just with an occasional application of genuine Johnson's wax to your floors, furniture, and woodwork. A rich, mellow, polished wax surface is a thing of beauty in itself. The wax brings out the grain and beauty of the wood. It adds a soft luster to leather, linoleum, and metal surfaces. And, of course, this tough wax film protects these surfaces against wear, dirt, and moisture. Dust and dirt do not adhere readily to a wax polished surface. So cleaning is not only easier, but a waxed home is actually cleaner and more sanitary. Johnson's wax is of the very finest quality and long wearing. The cost is really very little. So why not practice protective housekeeping in your home with genuine Johnson's wax? Dealers everywhere carry it. <laughs> There are certain people who simply won't admit that nature does anything right. They're the kind who gild cattails, paint Whose Little Tootsie Are You on the shells of baby turtles, and clip poodle dogs to look like anemic lions. Here's one of those people now, as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly.
1: Hey, Fred, how much you charge me to paint this Christmas tree white? Why do you want it white, McGee? What do you mean, why do I want it white? you got a hundred trees in this lot you've painted white. Yeah, and I think they're horrible. What? Some people like them that way. Never mind the artistic comment, Fred. How much? Ten dollars. Ten dollars? To spray a little white paint on this half-pint tree? Who do you think you are, Rembrandt?
2: <laughs> Look,
1: looky here, maybe you didn't understand, Fritz. I want this tree painted white, not gold-plated. Ten bucks. You're a pirate, and I'll bet you've made $200 already today. You're a cheapskate, and I've made $340. <laughs> You're a robber, and you want to sell a half-interest in this joint? You're a stoop, and I wouldn't sell my own mother a half-interest. You're a low-down, no old... Oh, that dirty. A dirty swindler. Ten bucks to spray a little tree white. The rat. Cheating people right and left. Making 400 bucks a day. A chiseler. I don't know whether to report him to the OPA or make him a better offer for a half-interest. Low-down <laughs> chiseler. What's the matter,
3: ball. McGee? This time.
1: It's that guy Fred Corrigan that runs the Christmas tree lot at 14th and Oak. That dirty pine broker. <laughs> One to charge me 10 bucks to paint our Christmas tree white.
3: Well, that does seem a little high, dearie. But think of the work there is to it. Putting all those needles back on after the paint dries?
1: (laughs) They don't take the needles off. They just spray the trees. Wish, wish, wish. That's all there is to it.
3: Well, if wishing will make it so, why don't you do it yourself?
1: (laughs) If it's a $10 job, I can't afford to pay myself that much. (laughs) Besides, I haven't got a paint spray, so... Hey... Haven't we got a paint spray attachment on the vacuum cleaner? Oh, dear. Oh, my gosh. I can have that tree painted white before you can say, don't it look awful?
2: Now,
3: McGee, please, I realize we need the house painted, but not on the inside.
1: Let's leave the tree green. Oh, you'll love a white one, Snooky. It's the modern thing. Nobody uses green trees anymore. They're outmoded.
3: Hmm. You don't say. Well, tell me, Salvador. What color snow are people using this year? Chartreuse? No kidding, Molly White
1: Christmas trees are all the rage Everybody They
3: must be They throw me into one Now look, sweetheart Just put the tree up and trim it I love a green Christmas tree Don't you, Alice?
4: Don't I? What, Mrs. McGee?
1: Look, Molly I'll put it up to Alice fair and square And let her give an opinion Here's the preposition, kid (laughs) If you were going to have a Christmas tree Which would you rather have? A dusty, drab, dirty old green one Or a bright, snappy, glistening white one?
4: Which, Alice? Mistletoe (laughs) No
1: Mistletoe, what an answer Well,
4: jeepers, don't you like to hang up a little bouquet of mistletoe, Mr. McGee? Oh, he's too shy, Alice
1: <laughs> I am not shy What good is mistletoe? Catch somebody under it, and it's either somebody you can kiss anyway, like your wife Or you get a slap in the chops before you can point up to it
2: <laughs> Mistletoe,
1: bah, that's just poison ivy with berries <laughs>
3: put some up, Alice, and you'll see who manages to spend most of his time loitering
4: around beneath it.
3: (laughs) But honestly now, dear, uh, do you like a white Christmas tree? Well,
4: I like them all, Mrs. McGee. I don't care if they're purple. Gertrude always has a white one, though, and she likes them.
1: Who's Gertrude? We know her.
4: Oh, she's the boy who always rides past here in the cream-colored Cadillac and honks his horn. sister.
2: (laughs)
3: I see. Well, uh, himself here used to go with a man who owned a such Bearcat's
1: niece. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I gave her up for an old guy with a broken-down Maxwell's daughter. (laughs) But honestly now, Alice, don't you really prefer a white Christmas tree? Well,
4: I got awfully tired of them, Mr. McGee. When I was a little girl, my father gave us kids some little tiny paintbrushes and told us to paint a Christmas tree white.
3: Heavenly days. It must have taken you children a long time to paint a tree with little brushes. Uh, how long
4: did it take you, Alice? Oh, we never did get it finished. Mm-hmm. But it kept us off the streets till we were 18 years old. <laughs> well, I got to wrap some presents. See you later.
2: Mm. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Right, kid. How all that lovely golden hair can grow out of that solid bone, I'll never. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right, she's awfully sweet, though, McGee. There isn't a mean thought in Alice's head
1: No, nor any other kind (laughs) Well, this ain't getting my tree sprayed Where'd
3: you leave the tree, dearie?
1: Out in front I can attach the vacuum cleaner cord from the porch light Now let me see if I get the porch light Come in
3: Oh, hello there, Dr. Gamble
5: Hello, Molly How are you today, pantry paunch?
1: (laughs) Fine, Jumbo, fine You out spreading a little Christmas cheer? Telling your patients you're going to retire?
5: Uh (laughs) Oh,
3: He's not going to retire for years yet, are you, Doctor?
5: My dear, I will retire on that far-distant day when I can write a personal check for $400 and not have the hired help at the Fourth National Bank burst into hysterical laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Why, go on, you old
1: miser. You got that much buried under a loose brick in the fireplace right now. Trouble with you is you got more affection for a dollar than my wife has for a pound of butter. And that's the love match of the year, Fatso.
3: (laughs) I'm to say that, though, McGee. Dr. Gamble does more private charity work than anybody in town.
5: Certainly. I'm a very noble character. When I walk down the street, flowers spring into bloom. Birds burst into song, and taxicabs honk twice before they try to kill me.
2: <laughs>
5: well, I gotta run along now. This is my busy season, you know. I suppose
3: the children keep you pretty busy around Christmas time, Doctor, huh?
5: No, it's the so-called grown-ups, my dear. Huh? This is the silly season when 200-pound men start climbing 49-cent stepladders to wire dime store angels to the tops of $3 Christmas trees and wind up in a $500 plastic cast. <laughs> Pennywise and compound fracture foolish. Don't you want to stick around and watch me trim our Christmas tree, Doc? I'm painting it white. Well, you don't have to do that, Skip Whip. Huh? When I put my gift for you under it, it'll turn white. <laughs>
0: Mill's in the orchestra and the parade of the wooden soldiers.
1: It up like a sentimental woman at a sad movie.
3: What seems to be the matter, dear? This
1: paint spray goes along all right for a minute, then it chokes up. And when it comes loose again, it throws a blob of paint that would knock IQ out of the balcony.
3: (laughs) Well, found it on the porch steps. And maybe that'll loosen it up.
1: Okay, I will.
3: There, now now try it.
1: Okay. Ah!
3: Oh, heavenly James McGee, you almost hit me with that. I'm
1: sorry, kiddo. I didn't know it was loaded. Well, here we go.
3: There, now just just up, 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 up,
1: up. Dad would rather have done it again. Clogged up.
3: Well, hurry up and get the job finished, me. Mm. It's colder than a lineman's lunch out here. <laughs>
1: well, you go on in the house if you want. To. I can handle this all right.
3: No, I've got to stay out here and tell people who you are.
1: Huh?
3: <laughs> you get a little more of that white paint on you, and they'll think you're a badly constructed snowman.
1: <laughs> okay. That does it. Ah, I'll have this tree sprayed before you can What's say... your
3: aim, dearie? Huh? No, you better shut it off. Here comes Mrs. Carstairs. Hello there, Mrs. Carstairs. Won't you come in the house and have a slug of tea?
4: No, thank you, my dear. I'm just out walking my Pekingese and must hurry along.
1: What Pekingese, Carstairs? I don't see him.
4: Oh, it was too cold for him to come along, Mr. McGee. <laughs> one of us goes out, he's satisfied. <laughs> ah, it's
3: really a sweet little dog, Millicent, from what I've seen of him.
1: Personally, I wouldn't have one of them four-legged dust mops as a gift. <laughs> Give me a man-sized dog. I ever tell you about the hunting dog I had once, Carsey, by the name of Duranty? Duranty? Yeah, what a nose that dog had. <laughs> Never forget one time we were walking through the woods. Me and my dog, pipe over my shoulder, gun in my mouth. What was that
2: again?
1: Uh, gun over my shoulder and pipe in my mouth. When all of a sudden, Durante freezes. He's on point. Nose quivering Tail out like a ramrod One foot in the air I raised my gun Walked slowly forward And there Not ten feet away Was a guy sitting on a stump <laughs>
2: That
4: was quite a dog Mr. McGee Trained to flush Game wardens Was he?
1: No sir I bawled the dog out And then I was never So ashamed in my life It was the smartest thing He'd ever done Why? Well sir I got talking to the guy And you know what? His name was Partridge
2: Oh <laughs> Henry W. Partridge.
1: Wasn't that wonderful, Carsty?
4: No, I don't think that's so remarkable, Mr. McGee. In the light of what a police dog of mine once did.
3: What was that, Millicent? After all, it's so cold out tonight, the baloney won't spoil.
2: <laughs>
4: well, this dog of ours was extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. One day I had him in the post office, and I noticed he was staring at the police posters on the wall. Suddenly he dashed out the door and was gone.
1: Probably went out to steal an apple off a fruit stand, Carsty.
4: <laughs> no. When I got home, he was gripping our butler by the vest pocket and was barking into the telephone, which he'd knocked off the table. When the police arrived, it turned out that Jarvis was wanted by the authorities in three states. Yes, but why was your dog holding him by the vest
3: pocket, Millicent?
4: That was where our butler kept his fountain pen. You see, he was wanted for forgery. (laughs) Well, so nice to see you. Good evening.
1: Uh, who does she think she's kidding? I don't believe a word of that stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, but she made that whole thing up.
3: <laughs> well, never mind her, dearie. Get busy with that paint before it freezes solid, will huh? you? Okay?
1: Oh, oh, gee, it might have that. Well, back to work.
2: Ah, there she
1: blows.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh... up again, McGee? Yeah,
1: that doggone thing. I only got about a third of this tree sprayed, too. Maybe if... Hey What? How could Carstairs Dog be gripping the butler by the vest And barking into the phone at the same time?
2: <laughs>
3: why, well, she didn't say he was gripping the butler with his teeth, dearie huh? You know, after all, a dog as smart as that Could hold him down with one hind paw Dial the police station with the other And use his front seat to take fingerprints
1: <laughs> Yeah, maybe, but how she... Oh, well, why should I worry
3: Better yet. You're getting Absolutely. more paint on yourself than you are on the tree, McGee. Well, the
1: wind keeps changing. They ought to make these paint sprays with a weather vane on them. Why, right, Georgia, if, if, if,
3: if, Ah, oh, dear. In the time you've taken to get this tree a dirty gray pet. I could have whitewashed the Kaibab National Forest with a flip gun.
2: <laughs> well, it's all
1: gone it, I don't see Hello, too. folks.
0: What's going
3: on Hello here? Hello,
1: Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Pull up a front step and give yourself a three point landing. <laughs>
3: <lantern. laughs> hey, you want your Christmas tree painted white, Mr.
1: Wilcox? Start home and get it. Yeah, I won't be out here very long, Junie, as soon as I adjust the nozzle on this paint. Hey, wait a minute, Mac.
0: Do you mean to stand there like a front man for a Painter's Colic and tell me you're actually going to ruin that pretty little tree with white paint? Ruining that refugee from the forest primeval? you spoiling a magnificent evergreen.
1: Ah, uh, skip the dramatics, Junior. We know you memorized Evangeline in high school.
3: <laughs> and you played the heavy in the Chautauqua Company of Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, too, didn't you, Mr. Wilcox?
1: <laughs> the juvenile lead, if you
0: please. I also had three seasons of Shakespeare.
1: A likely story. When you play Shakespeare's son, that's when Othello needs a friend. <laughs>
0: Everyone in Omaha, I'll have you know, said I was another Barrymore. Hmm. Why, when I came out in my tights and said, Oh, what a rogue and peasant slave am I. You can say that again.
3: (laughs) Now, hush, McGee, I love Shakespeare. Go on, Mr. Wilcox.
0: Is it not monstrous that this player here, seeing a lady forced to menial task, and seeing such drudgery, would not then dispense a thing called Johnson's glowcoat? Forsooth a goodly fluid, which spread upon the scullery linoleum would thus eliminate the scrub. No rub, no (laughs) buck. Just pour it on, and in one-third the time it takes for our glass to turn, it
2: dries.
0: (laughs) If Shakespeare ain't in the public domain, this two-bit Orson Welles is going to be sued for nine million bucks. (laughs) Ah, yes, it dries. And so mirror-like it gleams, the porridge spilled, wiped off, leaves not a single spot. <laughs> the labor saved, the hours gained, the beauty seen. Tis Glowcoat, <laughs> beloved by Chatelaine and serving went your life. You're near a stealer. Hey, hey, now wait a minute, Mr.
3: Wilcox. Is that in Hamlet?
0: My dear girl, it's in every Hamlet, every village, oh, every oh. town, city,
2: and metropolis.
0: Every place where a housewife takes pride in the appearance of her kitchen. And if I don't get back to the office, in the next ten minutes, I'll find myself back in Chautauqua. <laughs> so long,
2: kid.
1: goes <laughs> <laughs> the biggest ham I've seen since Blue Boy went to the state fair.
2: <laughs> he better be
1: careful or he'll wind up on a platter with an apple in his mouth. <laughs> now, but this ain't getting my tree sprayed. Well,
3: hurry up. You almost got it done now.
1: Yeah. Now, let's see. Get it all loosened up good. Ah, there she goes. Ah, this is the best it's been yet. Yes. Look how white the tree is getting, Molly.
3: There's one question I'd like to ask you, McGee. Are you sure Don't bother
1: me now, kiddo. I'm doing too good. Hot dog. Ain't that getting beautiful? I finally got this spray gun working perfect. I know, but look, McGee, I've been wanting to ask you if... Later, Tootsie. Waiter, I'm just about finished now. Just up there a little bit. Ah. Oh, gee, I'm through. (laughs) All done. And believe me, that's the whitest white Christmas tree you'll ever see. Now, won't you admit this is a mighty pretty effect, baby?
3: Yes, if you like that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll go and make some hot coffee, dearie. Okay. McGee? Huh? Whose Christmas tree is this on the front porch?
1: Well, that's the one I bought this morning that I'm going to paint white. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, what tree did I paint?
3: The one that's been growing there in the yard all these years.
1: (laughs) I If I ain't the dumbest bloke that ever drew breath. A wise guy. I know it all. Can't tell one tree from another, one that's grown and one that ain't. I'm a sappit. I'm a brainless, incompetent, ham handed butterfingers If I wasn't so stupid, I'd never let me sit here and insult myself like this. <laughs> that rat for
6: oh,
1: a dead.
6: Hi, mister, what's the matter?
1: I know that voice. Is that you, Teeny?
6: Sure is, I betcha. What you sitting there with your head in your hands for, Mister? Got a headache? Mommy get you an aspirin? Mommy me to? Hmm?
1: No, no thanks. It's... Medicine won't touch the kind of headache I got. I just busted my ego in four places.
6: Gee, I'm sorry, Mister. Yeah. Oh boy, who did that?
1: Huh? Who did what?
6: Who painted that tree white? Hmm? Gee, is that ever beautiful?
1: <laughs> yeah, but that ain't the one. And it's I...
6: growing. Right there in your yard. Yeah,
1: you see, I got a little confused. Oh,
6: Mr. McGee, you're wonderful.
1: Huh? I am? Mm -hmm.
6: You're the nicest man in town, I bet you. Hmm? You put your Christmas tree right out in the front yard where everybody can share it with you, didn't you?
1: Well, I I didn't exactly.
6: all the kids in the neighborhood are going to love you for this, mister. Why, I can hardly wait till you get it all lighted up.
1: (laughs) You can't, eh? Hmm? I says you can't, eh? Can't what? You can't wait till I get it all lighted up.
6: Gee, neither can I. (laughs) And you know what, mister? What? When it's it's growing in the ground like that, it can't wobble and fall over either. Mm -hmm. Our Christmas tree at home is always wobbly.
1: Yeah, lots of people make that mistake, sis. They don't stop to think if they were a tree and got all lit up and then came into a warm room, they'd wobble (laughs) a little bit.
2: Uh, <laughs> hmm? Skip it <laughs>
1: So you think it looks all right Out here in the front yard Oh huh?
2: boy I'll
6: say mm-hmm. Now all the little children That haven't got Christmas trees Can come and see yours Can't they
1: Yeah I, uh, I kind of planned To get a lot of little bags Of candy and stuff And let the kids help themselves Christmas Eve sis. <laughs> I just planned that <laughs> Think they'd like that
6: Gee Will they ever And us kids will sing Sing what You know the song we sing for you every Christmas time. It was the night before Christmas. The one we just recorded. Oh. Would you like to hear it now, Mr. King, Would you, hum? Yes.
1: Yes, I believe I would, sir.
6: Okay. Hey, Kenny, Johnny, Buddy, Randy, come here. He wants to hear it all right.
1: A wonderful bunch of kids going around the neighborhood with a 30-piece orchestra.
2: Sugar plums danced in there I should have been about a minute too slow. Happy and pumped. not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the oh, my <laughs> then turned with a jerk, and laying a, laying big a finger, aside finger aside of his <throat> nose, and giving a nod up the chimney he wrote, and explain what oh. Is stirring, not even a mouse. The presents are scattered and broken, I fear. And St. Nicholas won't come again for a year. The children are nestled all warm in their wee little beds. Dance in their wee little hands. Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap are settled at last.